Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, everyone in between or irrespective of that binary, welcome back to LGBT and D, where the D stands for dice, and every voice you hear is a member of the LGBT community. You can call me Andy, because that's my name. I use he, him pronouns, and I am joined today by four lovely guests, some of whose voices you may recognize, some you may not. Uh, let's start off. Nick, would you like to go first, introducing yourself, plug anything you want, and then tell us a little bit about the character you'll be playing today? Alrighty. Uh, I'm Nick. Uh, use he, him pronouns. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Chainsaw Wombat. I play the very punchable and very lovable Eddie Breyer on the Poplar Kids podcast. And uh, today I will be playing Billy Maddox, a.k.a. Shade. A beacon who is uh, a stealthy boy and phasing powers and probably shouldn't be a hero, but he's trying really hard, so just give him a break, okay? Fantastic. Next up, Ashley, would you like to tell us a little bit about yourself, plug anything you want, and then tell us about your character for today? Hi, I'm Ashley. I use she, her pronouns. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Pirate Rowan. I don't do any podcasts currently, but I am a podcast enthusiast, so you can see me screaming about the random podcasts I listen to there. Today, I am playing the Artificial Robotic Intelligence System, also known as Aris. She is a newborn AI in a robot body, and she's doing her best to learn about humanity. Lovely. What are Aris's powers? She has solid light projection and super durability and strength. Fantastic. Uh, next up, uh, bad guy, you want to tell us about yourself? Plug anything you want, and then a little bit about your character. Sure. Uh, I'm bad guy 101, or Jack, whichever. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at bad guy 1016 because Twitter had to throw that in. Uh, mostly, I just make bad masks memes over there. I recently made a Masks Vine compilation. And my character today is Griffin Gunner, aka Gimmick. He's a legacy. Um, not an official legacy, like he's just a smart kid who found some old tech from the original gimmick and kind of worked it into something that functions and just put on a costume and started calling. He's like, yeah, I'm totally the next gimmick. And just didn't tell anyone he's not officially sanctioned. So when you say technology, are you talking like an Iron Man suit, or what's his technology entail? Mostly small gadgets, but the big iconic thing with Gimmick is like this grapple line type thing. It's like a gauntlet. She's had a grapple line. Uh, kind of like Bionic Commando, I guess. Nice. And last but not least, Volanda, would you like to tell us a little bit about yourself? Plug whatever you want, and then tell us a bit about your character. Hi, I'm Volley. I'm a voice actress and I also run the Lucky Die podcast. So I'm all the voices that aren't everybody else on there. Um, you can call me Volley, V, any of the above. Are you she here? Um, so let me tell you about my character. Uh, her name is Charlene Thornson. And her handle is uh, Murky. She, she's, a, she's a transformed. Uh, she every day kind of looks a bit like a swamp witch. And when she is becoming the monster, she's more like the Swamp Thing. So, yeah. I hope that covers everything. <laughs> that is definitely enough. I love her already. So before we get into actually the 
comic book issue itself, we need to go ahead and uh, dole out influence for each of your characters. Uh, Influence, for those of you that haven't played Masks or aren't as familiar with it, is basically like whose opinion you value or whose opinion holds weight. Because you all are teenagers, every adult automatically has influence over you because they're adults. So I don't think we really need to go through like how your team came together for a one-shot, but influence may come up, so let's go ahead and dish that out. On your character sheets, it has a section called influence that'll guide you towards how many people generally get influence over you. You can also feel free to give it away freely at any time. So let's start off with Shade. Shade, who would you like to give influence to on your team? Shade is just happy to be here, so he's going to give influence to everyone. I believe that's typical for the beak anyway. So yeah, three three teammates. So you all have influence over Shade. Yay. So everybody mark down that you have influence over Shade. Aris, who has influence over you? Aris follows the team because she wants to learn about them, so everyone will have influence over Aris. Easy enough. <laughs> Gimmick. <laughs> we all love each other here. It's fine. <laughs> Who has influence over Gimmick? Uh, he's part of this team for better or for worse, and he cares what they think, so everyone has influence. Okay. Murky, would you like to continue the trend, or are you going to be the combo breaker? Clearly, uh, they they may be smaller than me when I'm in my big monster opinion, but um, they they mean a great deal to me, and I will do whatever makes them happy because I want to make sure they don't get hurt. So everyone has it flows over me too. Fantastic. Group hug, everyone. Group hug. Yeah. Group hug. We're clearly <laughs> ones that sit on the bus together when we go on this field trip, right? Oh, definitely. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, the swamp witch, the robot, probably ought to be sticking together. <laughs> Our cover shows a robotic pterodactyl flying through the air, with a dark-clothed boy holding onto his back. From his feet hangs a teenager, holding onto a grappling hook that he fired off from his gun. A T-Rex is nearby, with a swamp witch's head poking out through his mouth, as a robotic girl stands in front of him on a hard light staircase. This is We Fought a Zoo. Okay, so our issue is going to begin with the with a panel that shows the entrance to Halcyon City Zoo. There is a big banner across the entryway that says, or new VR exhibit, come walk with the dinosaurs. We cut to a panel of a large domed building where there is a large crowd of people inside. There is a stage set up on one side made out of, like, wood and it's not hastily put together but it's obviously a temporary stage there is a podium set there and the special guest speaker of the day who is not out there yet is the one and only gimmick who has created this technology that people are using which allows them to take a walk with the dinosaurs we see a couple of panels of young children walking around with these headsets on their eyes covered and like it looks 
like it's a partial helmet and then the eyes are covered by like these big thick goggles that look almost like a scuba diving goggles but the eyes are completely covered like it's not transparent opaque is the word i'm looking for as they're walking around they're just calling out oh oh look at that ah that's that's a t-rex and one of the women that is wearing these one of these headsets is suddenly lifted up into the air by an unseen force and lets out a scream. Shade, where do we find you in the zoo as you hear this scream? I imagine Shade uh, was probably waiting in line to, I guess, walk with the dinosaurs. So notices the scream. See, so he doesn't see anything. Like, it's just like she's being lifted up by nothing, right? Yes. He's going to panic, and then he's going to uh, run off, I guess, to the nearest broom closet or anything along those lines so he can switch into his costume because that's probably going to take five minutes because it takes a bit to you know put on a bodysuit <laughs> all right uh let's move on down the line as shade runs off to the nearest porta potty to change into his costume what is gimmick doing where do we find him at probably way the hell away from the real gimmick he's not going anywhere near that building well there's the even though obviously his identity is a secret Okay, how is he reacting as he hears an obvious stream of distress coming from this building? Uh, he's going to whip out his cell phone and start texting the team in the group chat, which I assume we have. Like, did anyone else hear a blood-curdling scream? Let's cut to Murky. Where are you at as we pan out from that text that you've received? Uh, Murky's probably in the bathroom staring at her reflection and uh, just, like, flexing some of her eye muscles a little bit. Like, hmm, is this, is this, oh my god, is this eye yellower than it was yesterday? No. Um, so she hears the scream, freaks out, picks up her phone to text everyone, but already shades on it. It's like, yeah, uh, lots of screams, hang on. And I'm just going to pop my head out and kind of look in the direction of the VR thing and see what that weird shit going on. Take a quick snap on the picture and send it to the group chat. All right. And then our last character introduction, Aris, you receive this picture from Murky. Where are you at and how are you reacting? Uh, I imagine Aris was in line with Shade to go into the VR when he ran off and she sees the picture. She looks around to see if she can find any of the team nearby. Uh, doesn't obviously see them because they're all over the place scattered. And she doesn't really have a costume, so she doesn't need to get changed. So I imagine she starts running towards the screaming to see what she can do to help. All right. As you are running inside, are you like pushing people out of the way? Are you trying to be nicer about it? What's that look like on the page? I think she pushes people out of the way. She doesn't quite understand politeness yet. <laughs> That's fair. So you shove enough people out of your way that you're able to make it into this large domed building. As you are looking around, I want to have you roll to assess the situation for me. Alrighty. And that is superior. Yes, that is a roll plus superior. Uh, that is a miss. <laughs> okay. So as you were looking forward at what is going on, you see this woman is lifted up into the air. Around, like, just behind her, you see starting to form, like, the wire form of a Tyrannosaurus Rex head. And as that is forming, skin starts, like, grafting on top of it. This head turns and looks directly at you and starts making its way towards you with this woman in its mouth. 
Uh, go ahead and mark your potential. And would anybody like to step into this scene? Uh, I think Charlene's going to do the thing where she kind of looks at the mirror, just takes a very deep breath, like, okay, come on, you can do this. It's, this isn't really you. This is just what you got to do. Okay. And then she's going to do like a little transformation where she gets like a little bit bigger and a bit thicker and a bit like wider and her hair comes into her head a bit more. And then she's going to go bolt to where she saw all this weird shit going down so she can go and help her, her buddy out. Nobody left on their own. Is she doing similar to what Aris did, just like shoving people out of the way as she runs through? Oh yeah, Charlene's like a uh, an almost swamp-looking monster now. So yeah, like she has no concern what people think of her anymore. Her body may be in danger. We're running towards screaming. Ah, uh, I think everyone else can get out of my way. Very fair. People definitely do. You are like even in Halcyon City, which is oops all superheroes. You stand out. You said she gets, like, bigger and thicker. How big is she? Um, like, I imagine, like, as the Swamp Witch, uh, she has, like, a permanent stoop to her, which hides that she's actually about six foot two. And when she's big-ass Swamp Monster, she is about six foot four. Like, she's gotten pretty big. Her shoulders have gotten pretty wide. And her, her waist is just, it's just like a big block of something from top down to bottom. Um, yeah, and she has a real gross smell about her, much like the Swamp. <laughs> Yeah, people have no trouble getting out of your way as you make your way into this large domed building and see the head of a Tyrannosaurus making its way over towards your friend Aris. What do you want to do? Uh, I look at Aris. <laughs> so, so are, are we going to kill that thing? Probably. And you've got no qualms about that, you know, being that you're you and that's also that that's that's okay i don't see why i would have an issue with it okay uh i guess smashing time are we are we waiting for the others or are we just gonna i don't know how many people are screaming around here i only saw one person being lifted up there is the one woman that is screaming as she is held in the t-rex's mouth there are other people that are screaming like not because they're directly affected but because they're watching the situation going on. So, do you want a boost? I assume this thing's like really high in the air. It's uh, T Rex sized. I don't know in feet how many feet tall a T Rex is, but it's up there. <laughs> That's okay. I don't do distances either. Um... <laughs> it's 12 to 20 feet, apparently. Yeah, it's closer to the 20 foot side. Okay, so it's three me high. Okay. Um... Uh, Aris, do you, do you want me to throw you up there? I mean, you could, but I don't see why I couldn't just maybe make some stairs or something similar for us to climb up to reach it. Right, right. I forgot. You Would you like to unleash your powers to create a hard light staircase? Yes. Okay, roll plus freak for me. That is a 10. That is a full hit. Okay, on a hit, you do it. What's it look like as you deploy this hard light staircase? I think it looks, she clasps her hands together and as she pulls them apart, you see light spreading between them. And then she pushes her hands out as if to push something away and the light moves away from her hands to form that staircase. Okay. Gradually. As the staircase is forming, more of this T-Rex's wire frame starts becoming visible and skin grafts onto it as it does 
you are now seeing the head and neck of a T-Rex, and it's starting to form into sort of like the upper chest section. Uh, Shade, why don't you make your entrance here? So Shade is going to uh, escape from his, uh, I assume, the porta potty he was changing out of, and uh, he's going to sneak up onto the scene because he's not quite for uh, dramatic heroic entrances. He wants to see if he can kind of scope out this VR exhibit to see if there's something a bit unusual. And I have a move for that. Okay, what's your move? Straight up creeping. All right, go ahead and roll that for me. All right, that is an eight. What's that say on an eight for you? So I get to ask one question, and my question is who or what here is not what they seem. Okay, so like as you make your way into this large domed building, you take a look around and... While everybody is distracted, legitimately so, by this large forming T-Rex, there is another figure forming off on the opposite side that is mostly humanoid, but on its arms it has these giant leathery wings, and it has the head of a pterodactyl, but several parts of this thing's body are made out of metal seeming to replace its previous body parts. It has like a metal patch on its face with the eye underneath that glowing bright red. And you recognize this as the villain known as Terabyte. For those playing at home, that is spelled P-T-E-R-A-B-Y-T-E. This is a cybernetic pterodactyl terrorist villain. Shade is going to slowly back up. (laughs) <laughs> like, oh, no, 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 no. He's going to go to the rest of the team to tell them that uh, they're about to expect a bigger fight. Okay, how is it, like, how is he, what are his words there? Uh, y'all, uh, we're about to have a, a bigger problem. Uh, what do you know about cyber terrorist pterodactyl people? I think we're about to fight one. I can't say I've ever fought one before. On that panel, Gimmick, would you be joining the rest of your team, or are you still bowing out of this one? Oh no, he's going to join him. Uh, I think you see like a panel of his uh, grappling hook slam into the ceiling, you know, and then he comes pulled along up into the rafters. Okay. As you are up in the rafters, you have sort of a top-down view on what's going on. What would you like to do? Is that woman still in its mouth? Yes, she has been, like, tossed back and forth a few times. She is incredibly terrified by this point. Okay, I think we should work on getting her out of the mouth. So he's probably going to swing down and attempt to grab her out of the mouth safely. Okay, Uh, that sounds like you're trying to defend her to me. Yep. So roll plus savior for me. Eleven, full hit. All right, on a hit, you keep them safe and choose one. You can add a team to the pool take influence over her, or clear a condition which you don't have any of yet. Yeah, I don't see a point in taking influence, so we'll just add a team to the pool. Seems like we're going to need it. All right, that will bring you all up to two team in the pool. So he's going to swing down, grab her out in one smooth motion, and, you know, land on the ground, roll with her, and uh, end up in that, you know, standard kind of superhero pose with one knee on the ground. As you do, she's, like, got her arms around your neck. She says, thank thank you so much. And she just, like, turns to run off. This T-Rex 
now mostly formed, turns its attention towards you, though, and starts stomping over towards you. Its jaws, like, open up wide. Would anyone like to help Gimmick? Yeah, you said this wasn't completely formed yet. Yes, it is down to about the uh, pelvis area. The legs and the tail still need to form in. So, in theory, we could, I don't know, say get inside it? Presumably. I would very much like <laughs> I would very much like to get inside it and beat it up from the inside. Uh yeah. Uh roll to directly engage the threat for me. Alright, let's do it. I got a nine. Okay. Uh actually, before we get too far into this, let's roll up some team for y'all because you are entering battle as a team. So, when you enter battle against a dangerous foe as a team, add two team to the pool. We'll bring you up to four. Who would you all say is your leader in this situation? Who would you all kind of look to to lead the group? I think Gimmick. Yeah, one of us is an officially sanctioned, (laughs) 100% legitimate legacy. We officially sanction you, so yeah, totally Gimmick. Yeah, Gimmick. Okay, that brings you up to five, because Gimmick has influence over the rest of the team. Gimmick, what would you say is your purpose in this fight? Stop the Stino's rampage. Does anyone else's purpose differ from Gimmick's? I don't think so. Uh, No? No, Uh, I don't think so. No, like, let's not have dinosaurs wrecking this nice museum. Uh... All right. Does anyone mistrust Gimmick or the rest of the team? Definitely not on Aris's side. <laughs> not yet. <laughs> uh, Shade loves you all. Okay. And you all are not ill-prepared or off-balance, so you're starting off with five team in the pool, which is pretty damn good. How, how, Andy, how are we prepared, prepared to fight two dinosaurs? We expected a game to see them, not fight them. We are no prepared for this. I mean, I feel like when you all are in the superhero city and you hear that there's a VR dinosaur exhibit, somewhere in the back of your mind, you're probably like, yeah, we're going to fight them. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, for superheroes, this is just Tuesday. Pretty sure everyone was up all night thinking of like, you know, uh, one-liners to use against, you know, fighting uh, VR dinosaurs. Normal schools, you've got fire drills. Halcyon city schools, you've got, like, dinosaurs attack drills. No, I need to go find some dinosaur puns, thank you. (laughs) So, yeah. On a nine, you get to choose one from the list, unless somebody would like to spend a team to help you out and bring it up to a ten. I mean, I can help out since, you know, it was right there and she's helping me out. Okay, what you doing to help her out, gimmick? Alright, uh... I guess we gotta keep keep the dinosaur's attention on me would be the best. So he's gonna pick up a loose bit of trash and chuck it at its face and start yelling at it. Hey! Overgrown lizard! I bet your mom was a triceratops. The biggest insult in the dinosaur community. Okay, so Charlene, you got a 10 out of that then. You get to choose two from the list on the basic moves sheet that Nick put into the chat. Uh, resist or avoid their blows, take something from them, create an opportunity for your allies, or impress, surprise, or frighten the opposition. I would like to take 
something important like a vital organ and i would like to with that kind of make an obvious kind of like dent inside it because it's now missing an important organ so that my companions know where to aim for when they're next trying to kick the crap out of it so i want to give them an opportunity okay that definitely tracks what's it look like as you're just running up and getting inside of this dinosaur uh, I think uh, she has this very dumb idea. She runs and obviously like everything like shakes around her in a giant like swamp swamp thing form. Um, and she's going to kind of jump up and grab where it's forming and go feet first inside it. Kind of like give it a good kick around and then kick out like maybe a kidney or something and then drop to the floor with it like, <laughs> like standing either side of it. Okay. As you're doing that, this dinosaur is still like forming around you. That's not a normal situation, and since you didn't resist or avoid their blows, I need you to uh, mark a condition for me. Sweet. I will leave that up to you, how you are feeling as this dinosaur is forming around you. Angry? <laughs> angry tracks. I think angry may be good. I've gotten myself in a potentially dumb situation, and I shouldn't be doing this. No, I'll go That's... with angry, yep. Okay, that is very fair. Uh, let's cut over to Shade and Shade and Aris. The two of you see Murky take this dinosaur's spleen out, leaving a dent in wherever dinosaur spleens exist. There is also Terabyte in the corner, who you see charging up a shot from his laser eye. What do the two of you want to do? Where does he look like? Is he uh, aiming at anyone in particular? He is actually aiming it up towards the ceiling. Oof, that's not good. Uh, I think uh, <laughs> Shade's going to try to uh, assess the situation because uh, I'm not sure he knows what to do with his power set against fighting VR dinosaurs. That's fair. Susan, that big brain energy. Uh, roll with superior for me. Yikes. That is a six. Okay. If... Aris would like to help you. You can spend a team from the pool to bring that up to a seven. Yeah, I think she would. Um, can we assume that since she's an artificial intelligence that she is has access to the internet almost constantly? Yeah, that makes sense to me. Yeah, okay. So I would say that she probably... I wouldn't say Google's how to fight robot dinosaurs, but maybe <laughs> how do I fight a robot dinosaur? And then spurts off the results to... Uh, to Shade. <clears throat> Shade, sorry. That's fine. Spurts off the results to Shade, like, does this help? <laughs> okay, Shade, that brings you up to a seven, which gives you one question from the list. What here can I use to blank? What here is the biggest threat? What here is in the greatest danger? Who here is most vulnerable to me? And how could we best end this quickly? So I'm going to ask, what here can I use to stop Pterodactyl from bringing down the building? That seems to be part of the intent. Terabyte is, like, he's charging up that laser to bring down the roof. If you did something to, like, distract him or block it, like, if you got something large between his eye and the roof, or just, like, ran over and punched him in the gut so that he doubled over, uh, there's a multitude of things you could do to stop him from shooting, at least for now. Well, with that, then Shade knows what exactly he has to do. He's going to run towards Terabyte, pull his leg back, and kick him right in his dinosaur nads. 
Okay. Um, I don't know if dinosaurs have nads or had nads, but um, oh, keep in mind he had, he has no combat related power, so he can only just fight as dirty as humanly possible. So he's also like part person, so let's yeah. just give you that a nut shot works because comic books. Uh, roll two directly engage a threat for me. And you get a plus one from your assessing the situation. Oh, yeah. That is a nine. All right. On a seven to nine, you can pick one from the list unless one of your teammates would like to help you kick this dinosaur man in the nads. I'm assuming this is the other dinosaur, the one I'm not in. Yes, this is a terabyte. No, I don't think there's any way I can legit help you, really. Okay, Shade, go ahead and uh, pick one from the list for me. Uh, so I'm going to take something from them, and I guess I'm going to be taking away a terabyte's, uh, I guess, focus, or at least the, like, the ability to like fire, you know, blow down the roof in this moment. Okay, so you run up, cock your leg back, and just penalty kick this dinosaur man right between the legs. He doubles over in pain. But as he does, his laser blast is going to hit you right in the chest. It sends you flying backwards, and I need you to roll to take a powerful blow for me. All right. Your first one was a nine. Yeah, so on a seven to nine, choose one. You lash out verbally, provoke a teammate to foolhardy action, or take advantage of your influence to inflict a condition. Uh, You give ground, your opposition gets an opportunity, or you struggle past the pain, mark two conditions. I'm going to give ground. Okay. What's that look like as you're granting an opposition or an opportunity to your opposition? Uh, let's see what's the best way to go about this. So I imagine like as shade, like it's pretty much laser blasted, like across the room. Like I imagine it kind of like draws everyone's sort of attention away from, you know, the immediate and he goes colliding into a wall. I imagine just, like, just the fact that she got lasered across, like, and everyone's focus gets shifted away from uh, our terabyte friend. Does that make sense? Yeah. So, as you smash into this wall, terabyte takes off on his pterodactyl wings, flying in your direction to continue his assault. Aris or Gimmick, would you like to either help out Shade or help out Murky as she continues her internal assault on the T-Rex. Uh, you hear, you hear the muffledness of like, it's alright, I've I've got a plan! <laughs> I think Aris would want to try to help out with this. Can she use her uh, light ability to try to make a wall between them so he can't tackle them? Yes. Roll to defend for me. I can definitely... Hopefully do that. Oof. Or not. Uh, five. Okay. So once again, I'm going to ask, what's that look like on the page as you're trying to form this wall? You just see her thrust her hand out and like an attempt at a shimmering light wall to come down between them. It clearly doesn't work. <laughs> I, I think the image is literally him just flying straight through it as if it's not even there. Yeah, that works. And I'm going to need you to mark insecure for that. I can do that. That's fair. Gimmick, that leaves you. There is Murky inside of a dinosaur and Shade about to be tackled by Terabyte. Who would you like to help? Well, Murky claims they've got this. 
So I guess I'll believe them uh, and help out Shade. Okay, what are you doing? I think just the best thing would be to shoot out the grappling hook, grab Shade, and pull him back. Like, whoop, right out of danger. Okay, roll to defend Shade for me. (laughs) Twelve. All right. On a hit, you keep them safe and choose one. Add a team to the pool, take influence over Shade, or clear a condition. Yes, we're adding another team to the pool. Make up for the stuff we spent. That makes sense. So describe for me the panels as you pull Shade out of the way of Terabyte. I imagine it's like Terabyte is about to hit him, and then there's there's empty space and like some, you know, like smoke, figurative smoke, and it just hits nothing. And it's just been pulled back to gimmick. Yeah, Terabyte slams into this wall and looks over at the two of you. He lets out this primal screech. And I want to cut back over to Murky. You have plus one dinosaur spleen in your inventory. As this dinosaur is forming around you, what would you like to do? I want to climb up inside so that I basically am puppeting its arms and I have my head kind of like looking out of its mouth. That's what I want to do. <laughs> I will take piloting its arms with my feet if I need to. I just I just like the idea that I'm now wearing a dinosaur. Okay. Um, I feel like that's going to be unleashing your powers to yep. power your way up through and use this dinosaur as a de facto mech. Yes. So roll plus freak for me. Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, well, I got a six. <laughs> okay, if anyone has a way to help Murky take control of this dinosaur, feel free to pitch <laughs> it to me. I'd love to, but I don't know what I would do. And cheering her on count as... <laughs> Cheerleader squad, does that count yeah. Dino soup. Dino soup. Yeah, I think she's going to have to deal with the six on this one. Uh, Sorry. Sorry, Murky. Go ahead and uh, mark your potential there. I think, like, you you get a pretty good way up this forming dinosaur. You weren't really expecting it to be so anatomically correct. Like, why does a dinosaur mech need internal organs? (laughs) But they're forming in places that, like, you don't know what dinosaurs' internal organs are like. You don't really know what to expect. And I think I'm going to need you to take another condition there for me as you're getting blocked off by these organs. Uh, hmm. I think... I think insecure in my own monsterness. I thought I was comfortable with how much of a horrible monster I was becoming. Clearly, my horrible monster is not as horrible as this fake ass dinosaur. <laughs> so I think I'm going to take insecure. All right. So let's go to Aris. You've got Terabyte screeching in the distance. Murky has disappeared inside of this dinosaur, and you haven't heard from her in a bit. What do you want to do? I think Iris is concerned about Murky and wants to, and sees where Murky had left that weak spot in the dinosaur, and is just going to run over to it and kick it, if she could reach it, to try to help Murky out and maybe make sure that she's okay. Okay, Uh, roll to directly engage the threat for me. 
Oh my gosh. That's a miss. Doing great. Aris is doing great, guys. Uh, take your potential. Three failures. It's okay. We're doing good. It's fine. It's, it's good. Advancement. 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 You do manage to, like, kick this weak spot in the dinosaur. Unfortunately, you don't realize that where you're kicking is directly over top of where Murky is. Oh, no. Murky, I'm going to need you to roll to take a powerful blow for me as you're pelted by this kick from the outside. Oh, no. How would one do that? Uh, That is plus conditions. If I take a condition from this, I'm totally blaming you. Uh, All right. uh, Boop. Seven. Okay. Seven is not as bad as it could be. You get to choose one from the seven to nine list, which is lash out verbally at a teammate, give ground, your opposition gets an opportunity, or struggle past the pain and mark two more conditions. What happens if I tick all the conditions? What happens then, Andy? I feel like I'm going to be the one that does it. If you have all of your conditions and have to mark another one, you are removed from the scene. You either flee, pass out, etc. All right, well, let's let's not do that then. Sorry, I'm trying to find where this seventh thingy list is. It's the uh, bottom right corner of the basic moves section. Am I seeing this right? Seven to nine. The first one is I give uh, Aris a condition. You can, or you can yell at her to do something stupid. Basically, you're yelling at somebody to do something. Um, but you very much can just be like, hey, you stupid fuck, and make her mark a condition. No, that's that's mean. Um, I mean... She'd take it. <laughs> just kick me in the gut. Um, but that wasn't that wasn't that wasn't your fault. You didn't you didn't know. Um, uh, I think Murky is gonna yell. Um, just open its jaws. <laughs> open its jaws so I can stick my head out. For the love of God, help me. Okay, roll to provoke Aris for me, Murky. That is plus <laughs> superior. Uh, so superior. Okie dokie. Um. And I assume that's a plus one as well because of uh, influence. Because of your influence, yes. Yeah. Okie dokie. I regret nothing. Eight. Okay. On an eight, you get to choose either if they do it, add a team to the pool, or if they don't do it, they mark a condition. So basically, do you want to potentially reward them or potentially punish them? Uh, I don't want to give you a condition. Um, let's, let's get an extra dice to the pool. Go, 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 start holding its jaws open. <laughs> this is going to be great. Aris, if you go up there and open this T-Rex's jaws, we will add another team to the pool. What do you want to do? I think she's going to do it because she she feels bad about hurting Murky and she wants to help Murky. So I think she'd absolutely do it. So how high off are the stairs still there? Is it still near to her stairs that she made? Yeah, we'll say it's close enough. Cool. So she's going to run up the stairs and try to pry the dinosaur's mouth open. All right. Hmm. I'm going to say this is probably unleashing your powers. Okay. Because you're trying to use your super strength to pry open a T-Rex's jaws. That's fair. Yeah, okay. <laughs> it sounds <laughs> even dumber now we're here. <laughs> okay, just... That's an eight. Okay, on a seven to nine, you can either mark a condition or the effect will be unstable or temporary. Uh, I think she's going to mark a condition and she's going to mark guilty because 
she just hurt Murky real bad. All right. And she feels bad about it. So I'm imagining this is like when your dog or cat has something in their mouth and you have to like pull their mouth open to pull it out. But on like a much, much bigger scale. Before we get to what what Murky does with that, uh, Shade, you have found yourself in Gimmick's big strong arms as this robotic pterodactyl screeches and is bracing to come flying at the two of you. What do you two want to do? Please tell me you have some pterodactyl repellent somewhere on you, right? I've got a grappling hook that can tangle up its wings. Yeah, let's do that. So, uh, I'm going to shoot my grappling hook, uh, not really to seriously hurt him, but mostly just tangle up his wings and ground him. Okay. To me, that sounds like directly engaging a threat. Yeah, I'm kind of pulling my blows. All right. Is that the uh, legacy move? Fight, yeah, fight the good fight. Because he's just trying, just trying to ground him. He's not going ham on him yet. Hit me with that savior roll. I love having three savior. That's 11. Okay. Uh, you get to pick two from the directly engage a threat list. Okay, we'll definitely take something from them. I want to take his flight. Um, could be boring and resist or avoid their blows, but you know what? I'm going to create an opportunity for my allies, because that seems more what's happening. That makes sense. You shoot your grappling hook out, and it tangles itself up in this guy's wings. He is knocked off of his flight path, but he's not quite grounded in time to stop from slamming into you. I need you to roll to take a powerful blow for me. <laughs> My high rolling comes back to bite me. That's a 10. All right. Choose one from the list. Remove yourself from the situation. Lose control of yourself or your powers in a terrible way. Or two options from the 7 to 9 list. Two options from the 7 to 9. Um, I'm going to struggle past the pain and mark two conditions. Definitely marking insecure, because that did not go quite the plan. The Probably angry. Mostly at himself. So that went well. Um, Alright. Hmm. I guess make the foolhardy action. Okay. I'm assuming that's going to be at Shade. Yeah. What are you yelling at Shade? Shade, leap up on his back and I can have you ride him like a kite. (laughs) Get up on the hydra's back. Okay. Roll to provoke Shade for me. That's a six. Uh, Did you add your plus one for influence over him? Oh, no, I did not. So that would be a seven. I forgot about that. Okay, so either if he does it, add a team to the pool, or if he doesn't do it, mark a condition. Do you want the carrot or the stick? Uh, If he does it, add a team to the pool, because I'm giving him directions. Okay, Shade, what are you doing? Shade nervously looks over at Gimmick, and then looks at Terabyte, and uh, he's going to do something real dumb. He's going to charge up, jump on Terabyte's back, and... uh, (laughs) <laughs> I guess, attempt to ride him like a kite, as Gimmick said. It's a foolproof plan. Perfect. Can't go wrong. I don't know if that's an engage or an unleash. <laughs> so. With his wings sort of tangled up right now, I don't think you really need to roll for that. He's pretty grounded. So I think Shade can just kind of jump up on his back. And we will come back to what's going on there after 
we see what Murky's doing from the inside of this T-Rex. Um, Murky is, uh, now that the jaws are kind of mostly held open, I think Murky's just going to keep expanding until, like, Murky's dumb play- plan is to replace this brain by pushing it out by getting so big it just kind of like bamps out the back so that I will have control of the dinosaur. So I think Murky is just going to tap into whatever anger she's feeling inside it being stuck inside a dinosaur um, and she's just going to fill out just go for it and just expand to the point where she's taking up everything inside this dinosaur. Okay. Roll to unleash your powers for me again. And this time take a plus one because the dinosaur is distracted. Uh, so that'll be freak, right? Yes. I have a move called coming for you, which means I have a plus one forward against the person you most blame for your condition, which at this point I believe is the dinosaur. <laughs> yep. So do I just add a plus one on that? Yes. So that'll be a plus two total. Okie dokie. Plus your three freak. So you're most likely going to get at least a partial hit here. I got a 14. Kapow. Jesus. All right. Uh, on a hit, you do it. So what's that look like as you were expanding inside of this T-Rex? Um, for, I, I think Aris is being the closest. I think what you see is the dinosaur's head beginning, like at the back of it, beginning to like swell a little bit. And then you just hear this very small pop as the back of the dinosaur's brain just fly out backwards. Um... And Murky is basically inside, looking out from inside its mouth and puppeting its arms around and, like, feeling what it feels like to have a tail. Um, yeah, yeah, Murky's, Murky's inside this thing now. I feel like ours just does a little wave in confusion. Because <laughs> it's just she's looking in your mouth. <laughs> I think the most Murky can do is, like, blink twice and just, like, wave one of its little T-Rex arms. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is great imagery. I want this comic <laughs> If anybody would like to draw fan art of that, I will pay you real American U.S. dollars. Same, I'll buy pigeon. I need that. (laughs) (laughs) This may be the damnedest game of masks I've run, and that's saying quite a bit. (laughs) Happy to get assistance. So, Shade, you're up on this... uh, half robot half pterodactyl's back as gimmick has his grappling hook wrapped around him uh what are the two of you doing well unless uh i think she was kind of hoping to have gimmick do the rest of whatever he planned but while he's up there i think he's gonna try to he said he has one glowing like eye right that's his like laser eye yes shade's gonna try to reach over and punch it out Okay, roll to directly engage the threat for me. I'll help. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that works. What are you doing to help? Well, he's got it all tangled up, and now he's going to start uh, moving backwards and then break off the line. He's got multiple lines, so he can change out the line. So he changed out the line from his gauntlet and wraps it around the nearby pillar to secure it. All right, we will count that. That brings you up to a seven shade, so you get to pick one from the list there. I'm going to take his eye. All right, but not resist or avoid their blows. Nope. Okay, you do manage to... Are you punching out his eye or pulling out his eye? Uh, I think I'm going to just punch it out. I don't think... I think pulling out eye might be a little too gruesome, even for Shade. Okay, so you feel as this 
pterodactyl man starts to fly. He is like freaking out and trying to break free of this line that's wrapped around him. As you punch him in the eye and you see like sparks fly out from his, the metallic part of his face, he freaks out harder and slams the two of you into that pillar that uh, Gimmick tied him to. You feel as it starts to buckle, and I need you to take a powerful blow for me. All right, that's a seven. Okay, choose one from the list, please. Uh, I will struggle past the pain and mark two conditions. All right, what you marking? I'm going to go with afraid and hopeless. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, give me some shout words of encouragement. You got this, champ. You got this. Uh, let's cut over to Murky, now piloting a T-Rex suit. What are you doing as you see Terabyte flying wildly around this area with your teammate on his back and slam into a pillar? Uh, I'm, I'm gonna put my, one of my little hands out to Aris so that she can, uh, stand in it and I can transport her with me. But my plan is to go over and, and try and grab that pterodactyl with my big ass jaws now. That's fair. But I want it to look real scary. <laughs> Aris, are you riding on the T-Rex's hand? Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> you don't get that opportunity every day. How often do you get to do that? Uh, okay, so Murky, go ahead and roll to directly engage the threat for me. Okie dokie. I assume that's danger, right? Yes. All right, I'm neither angry nor insecure at this thing, so I, I don't think uh, <laughs> I can use either of those. Um, I'm not fighting or intimidating, I'm just eating it. All right. <laughs> Uh, that's a nine. Okay. Uh, you all do have four team left in the pool. If anybody would like to bring that up to a ten. I mean, Shade's on his back. Yeah, I, I imagine even though Shade got slammed, he's like still trying to like he's like pulling at the terabyte's head and like twisting around and just being as as annoying as like as possible. I assume the pterodactyl. I assume the pterodactyl isn't uh thinking that maybe the the T-Rex will turn on him. No. No, he was a little bit distracted. He didn't see that you uh, ant-manned into this Thanos T-Rex and took control of it. So, yeah. Uh, you get to choose two from the directly engage a threat list, which is at the top of the basic moves column. Yeah. I would like to create an opportunity for my allies by biting into its arm. <laughs> All right. Uh, sorry, into its wing, so that it kind of like can't flap that wing anymore and give my, my companions more of a, a chance to do what they need to do to it. And I would also like to r like uh, resist or avoid uh, incoming blows. Um, I, I want this thing in my mouth, and I don't want to get hit by it. <laughs> That's fair. You grab hold of this thing with your giant T-Rex jaws, by its wing. It starts like flapping wildly around. It tries to fire off its laser eye at you, but it's just not working because it's been punched out. It does not have a way to get past the T-Rex form that it has created to attack you. And Aris, what would you like to do? This guy is on his last legs, it seems. Yeah, I think... <clears throat> Aris would want to honestly can can she reach him from the tiny little T-Rex arm? I know T-Rex arms are short. Let's say yeah. Like he's 
swinging around. You can, like, grab him as he passes by or do whatever you want to do. Yeah, I think she just wants to grab him and punch. Okay. Uh, roll to directly engage that threat for me. All right. Danger. Submit. It's an eight, so it's a hit. Okay. You get to pick one from the list. Uh, he is weak enough that if you wanted to choose to take his consciousness with your super strength, that is definitely a possibility at this point. Yeah, I think that's what ours would want to do. Two of us could even throw a team in there if you want to bring it up to a 10. Yeah. Yeah, do you all want to final strike this guy all together? Yep. I, I feel like my job is gripping onto its wing with my T-Rexes. The help I'm going to offer at this moment as we all finish him off. Yeah, that's fair. So, let's go down the list. Uh, Murky is tearing with T-Rex jaws. Aris is just cold cocking him in the face. Uh, what are Shade and Gimmick contributing? Uh, Gimmick will just shoot out another line, a new line from his grappling hook. Wrap around legs. How is Shade contributing to this massive team attack? Uh, I imagine Shade has, like, both of his hands, like, in the pterodactyl's, like, mouth, and it's like, you know, like, the fish hook thing you see in, like, wrestling? Oh, God. He's doing that, he's just panic screaming. This is the best. Okay. Uh, yeah, between all of these various attacks, this guy loses his consciousness. He goes down. With shade on his back, crashing into the floor of this once peaceful community center inside of this zoo. And right about that time, you all hear the telltale sirens of Aegis pulling up. Helicopters coming in overhead. (laughs) And the authorities are here to take care of Terabyte. What do the four of you want to do? Team, we did a good job. There's only one thing left to do. Scatter! I feel like Aris holds her hand out for a high five. She thinks that's what people do when they win a fight. Shade phases his arm through the through Terabyte's body, uh, readying for a high five. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I give everyone tiny little high fives of my T-Rex arms. <laughs> okay, is Gimmick going to participate in this group high five, or is he just Booking it. Yeah, no, by the time they all turn around, gimmick is gone. <laughs> okay, so I think that's our last panel on this issue. As the three of you do the weirdest high five in the history of comic books, and gimmick books it out of this zoo, nah, like conveniently avoiding the gaze of the previous gimmick who is making his way inside. To give a speech. Oh, could I actually suggest something a little different? Go for it. The gimmick, the original gimmick definitely sees him swing off. Okay. Yeah, I like that. He sees you kind of like Spider-Man your way out of this building. And like, we get a final panel of him watching you fly off. And he just goes, maybe that kid's got something in him after all. And that's where we're ending our issue. Be gay. Roll dice. An LGBTQIA actual play podcast network. Actual play comedy podcasts are awesome. We can all agree on this. What about if they're in outer space? What if the cast don't take themselves too seriously? 
If you think yes, then you will love Experience Points. We're an all-queer cast playing Starfinder and trying to survive whatever bombshells our GM Kenny can dream up for us. We're an impulsive bunch who rush into things, which has landed us in some surprising situations. Have you ever almost died in a spaceship sauna malfunction? <laughs> we have. Come join the adventure with the crew of the GD Hoopty and their surly computer AI, A-Hole, as we traverse the galaxy, leaving a trail of pink glitter in our wake. Listen to Experience Points today wherever you find fine podcasts. Then come say hi to us on Twitter at EQPoints, or tune in for our live streams every other Saturday at twitch.tv slash experiencepoints, or you can now find us on YouTube. We'll be sure to unroll the pink carpet and have a cup of space chamomile ready for you. <laughs> I very much like to get inside it and beat it up from the inside. Oh, that's that's a sound bite right there. <laughs>